Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Joe. Hi, 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 hi. How are y'all doing? Hopefully, well, I am, of course, your host, Marcus Nez. I got some games to talk about. Game Wars happen. Not really going to talk about them all that much because I don't want to. I don't like the Game Awards. I feel after this year, I want to take a stand and say, nay, I'm not going to watch them or engage with them ever again because I know that's going to make a difference. But we'll just leave it at that. The only thing I'll say is I think the way to fix the Game Awards is to stop calling them the Game Awards. Call them Video Game Celebration a la Star Wars Celebration or something like that. Or Winter Game Fest. Shout out to Jordan for the suggestion there that was sitting right in front of my face. Just saying, hey, this is the obvious one. And other people have said it as well. But changing the name. Stop being this whole facade that it's an award show. Problem solved. Though it would be nice to actually have an award show and not do that. But given the nature of how things have been, how things are going to continue being, because there's no way that's going to change. Just change the name. But then does that mean certain sponsors are going to be like, we don't want to sponsor another fest or a celebration. We want to we want to sponsor the awards. Also, I prefer Winter Game Fest just because I don't think even what we had had gotten blah 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 was much of a celebration of video games and the people who make them. It was, hey, I like some people. Let's have them on stage. Also, Will these new celebrities be my friend? They will. Jeff, Matt McConaughey is not going to be your friend. Timothy Chalamet is not going to be your friend. Anthony Mackie, you said, oh my God, my my parents are going to be, my parents, my kids are going to be so proud of me or whatever. They're going to be, fuck it. I don't know what he said about his kids, thinking he's cool shit after his appearance on the Game Awards. They're not, buddy. They're going to be embarrassed. You were a fucking worst part of the whole thing. Okay, okay, enough about the Game Awards. I'm here to talk about games that I played while I continue trying to grow up my hair and I'm in that medium hair phase that I fucking hate. It's the worst. And I need to get new hair product because the product I got is apparently for, and I can tell why, but it's apparently for shorter hair. And I don't have shorter hair anymore. I said hey. Here, weird, there. That's a that's a weird bunch of words to put together. Hair, weird, there. Hair, we're there. Hair, we're there. Hair, we're there. Hey, we're there now. Hair, we're there now. <laughs> but I hate it. I need to get. I think what I saw, but it was a recommendation for all hair lengths. Foam? Was it foam? Something with an F, I think, because I'm using 
wax i think it's the american crew hair product with elvis on them unless they all have elvis on them in which case fuck is it's the one that's light blue in color and i think the one they said is for every hair length is green so that's what i want to get and see if that because if i if i put too i put in a little bit of wax to just kind of make sure it stays out of my face but it's still not enough to keep it not looking fluffy because it's freshly washed and it's just it looks horrible I hate medium hair but I really want to try and see what oh I want to see how far I can go I also don't want to pay for haircuts I'm looking at any way to save a little money here a little money there and haircuts can add up Especially when you have hair as stupid as mine. And I also, if you can already not tell what was that sentence. But if you're watching the video, I I have already given up on. Like the last two or three times, I think I'm just done with bearding it out. I like the feel of having a clean-shaven face for the most part. I do teeter back and forth on whether or not to cut off the mustache, but so far, so no, not. Okay. But I got uh, quite a few things to talk about, game-wise. Haven't watched anything uh, other than I try to rewatch Live Free or Die Hard, aka Die Hard 4, and Justin Long is just the worst in it. He's just the worst. He ruins that entire movie. There are other parts of it that you can see problems in or that aren't the best in terms of being another John McClane movie. But the real reason why that movie fails is because of Justin Long and his character and the dynamic between him and McClane. When you compare it to Die Hard with a Vengeance and the dynamic between McClane and... Samuel L. Jackson's character, Zeus, they are much more partners. They are equals who have to work together because of unforeseen circumstances. Zeus decided to be a good guy and try to help McLean, and then shit happens. And they're bickering and their teamwork because there's there are many instances where they both need each other one can help and and i do like the fact that early on zeus is more the brains of the operation and mclean is the brawn but you get some cleverness from mclean a little later on and then of course you've got the truck driver who saves the day really he's the hero of that movie but in Die Hard 4, it is more of a babysitter, ratty little piece of shit dynamic, 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 that is incredibly annoying to watch and deal with. And so much of Long's characterization as this gamer hacker dude is clearly written by someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I am a big fan of dumb tech movies, but this is not a dumb tech movie. This is a action movie with a tech centric 
villain and story for that matter. But it doesn't work. And in part because I don't, I guess in all tech movies, they're taking it seriously. But when I I think of something specifically like hackers, they have to, when they made that, know that they're making some pretty stupid shit. I don't think they're looking at any of the stuff in Die Hard 4, the writers, as stupid shit. But when you clearly don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and you did enough research to find out the name of a real game series, Killzone, but then you have a dude come in and say, hey, the, the, the new Killzone 9 leaked. Killzone 9? Really? Are they just making all these sequels at the same time? Or Okay. That kind of stuff won't be a, an issue to your parents, your grandparents, who are like, hey, the fucking video games, He's, that sounds like a fucking thing. Okay. But if you're if you're in the know, if you're cool like us, you're like that that's not a that's impossible. You're fucking full of shit. Also, back up. Metal Gear hoodie finally arrived. Very nice. One more hoodie and then I've got my hoodies. I got my sweatshirts too. Tommy got you one? Very nice. Fan gamer, you make comfortable long sleeve sweatshirts and hoodies. Your t-shirts suck, but my god, your sweatshirts and hoodies are the best. Anywho, where was I? Die Hard 4, stupid. Die Hard with a Vengeance, still great. Arguably the most entertaining Die Hard movie, though I would still say Die Hard, the original. I have nostalgia for that, so I have a lot of love for that. It's still my favorite, and the villain is just... You'll, you'll never have a better villain than... Han Gruber and not just Die Hard in anything so that's a big plus in its favor but I think from a structural standpoint pacing and all that it's a much better movie whereas Die Hard with a Vengeance is just on the gas from the very first fucking second nothing wrong with that mixed for an entertaining movie I can't believe too that that is the second lowest scoring Die Hard movie amongst critics. Die Hard 2? Higher. Die Hard 4, Live For Your Die Hard, is actually the second highest rated. Is that like an 82 or so? But enough of that to say that for the 18,000th time. We're here to talk about games including Born of Bread, World of Horror, Kingpin Reloaded, Jean Yon Sword, Miss Beyond the Mountains, Evil Nun, The Broken Mask, Low Story, Teosita plus Stigma, Hidden Shapes, Cat Realm plus Trick or Cats, and Gourmet Warriors. And you may be saying to yourself, that's a fucking lot of video games. What are you? What? And spoilers, not going to be talking a lot about a lot of these games. But the first one is Born of Bread. This is a a turn-based RPG adventure game where you play a sentient bread, a bread golem. Your papa, who calls himself the papa or whatever chef dude, though when you're born, he's like, I'm no longer a papa, I'm a dad. And I thought, what? Okay, papas aren't dads, but... That's fine. But 
you were supposed to be for the queen because she's a piece of shit. When you were introduced to her, she's just... And she's upset and yelling all the fucking time. And also, you get a little pre-story bit where some archaeologists or whatnot release some evil folk and a curse from some ruins. And they want these shards, one of which is at the castle where you reside. And then they come and crash that party. But you're brought, you're brought to life. You look pretty dumb. I don't... That's one of my issues. I love the art of this game. I love the fact that you're in this three you're you're in these three D environments, but all of the characters are essentially like two D cutouts. I use like there in a way I really don't like. I'm sorry, Living Large. I'm sorry. Promise it won't happen again. Maybe. But the characters are all. 2D hand drawn very nice colorful designs that go well inside of these 3D environments like that look a lot except I think the design of Red Dude is not particularly enjoyable to look at you just look a little bit too derpy for me but the the evil doers crash the party, you get into a little fight, and then the adventure starts. I played it for a few hours and didn't particularly enjoy any of it. Despite really liking the look of it, the turn-based RPG comet, very simple. It's it's in the same vein as I guess the Super Mario RPG stuff and other uh, other games of that nature, but I most have experience with costume quests, which is what I would compare it to in that when you initiate an action, whatever it may be, you will get a little sort of time-based thing or something of that nature, hold the button down, release it when it's in this specific section of a, a, a bar, move the analog stick back and forth until it reaches the, until it fills up this bar, press the button at this specific time, etc. And I really like that combat system. It, it just, it's a way of, of making turn-based combat where you're just going through menus and initiating actions, it, it makes it feel a little bit more active. So, and, and that's fine. It works well enough, but it's not... Here, it's not super engaging or interesting because the animations that go along with it aren't super exciting, and I don't know if there were... I don't remember having any kind of super special attacks that had fun animations to go along with them. Where in Costume Quest, you were building up a bar and then were able to let off these special attacks that were super over the top and turn your costumes into real life giant robots or dinosaurs or whatever, which was fun. And I like the aesthetic of that game, the, the Halloween vibe of it, even though I don't like Halloween. There's a bit of platforming in the world as well when you're exploring and you have a ladle or whatever those long spoons you use for 
soup and shit like that are to smash things in the environment to get objects like apples down from trees or these golden leaves that I assume you'll use for some kind of upgrade eventually. But one of the things that I don't like about the platforming and the exploration side of things is that your entire party is always with you when you're exploring. They don't show up when you get into battle. They are there when you're moving and navigating around the world. Why this is a problem is because you're moving between the foreground and background in this 3D space. And sometimes when you're trying to make a jump and maybe you're trying to jump over water, which will kill you, or it won't kill you, it'll make you reset at the last save point and you'll lose one life point. There are instances where you're trying to make the jump and time it right because you have to jump at the last second to make the jump, but your fucking teammates are in front of you so you can't exactly see where you are and how far you are or close you are to the edge. That's a little frustrating. That design's annoying. I didn't see any way in the options to turn off having your party members in the world with you when you're just exploring the world. I don't know why they're there either, other than... But even the case... So you had... One of the first ones you get is a squirrel. I think they're a squirrel. But they're a type of rodent or something. And they can dig through rubble in the environment. So I understand that they should be there so that when you come across rubble... You press this button. I think it's holding the X button or something uh, on Xbox. They'll clean away the rubble. So I understand them being there, but they don't have to be out. They can just fucking show up all magic-like when they're needed. They don't need to be there when you're just walking around trying to platform and not fall into a pond because you're fucking in my way, you butthole. But the real issue with the game, and this is going to be a common theme with some of these games today, is that the writing is not good. I did not give a shit about any of this story. There's a lot of it. And it just keeps coming up more and more and more. And they just... I just wasn't on board with any of it. And when it's clear that that's going to be a big part of the game and that's a driving force because uh, especially since like I said the the combat and every other aspect of the game outside of the visuals and, and that, that, that styling is relatively generic and nothing particularly new nothing we haven't seen before without that story to keep me pushing forward I, I don't have much drive to keep playing yeah that is born of red it's got some nice visuals nice style comments all right but the story left me wanting a lot more except it was giving me a lot I just didn't want what it was giving me I want a lot more something else but next up is World of Horror, and I was I was kind of, I was both interested in this and not, but I finally decided to check it out, got a code, and was really disappointed. This is 100% a style over substance game. 
And part of my issue with it is that I played it on PlayStation 5. While it... If you don't know what this is, it's a horror game with an art style heavily inspired by... I hope I'm... The name is Junjei Into, I think. Something along those lines. I'm not a huge fan of his, at least. I haven't... I've watched the anime that was made a while ago on his work. And it's bad, but I think everyone agrees that it's bad. I've I've seen... I haven't read any of his manga, but I've, I've seen images from him. And I think he's very good at making disturbing images and imagery. One of the, the, the way I look at a lot of his stuff is that right from the get-go, all of his art gives off a very realistic, natural aesthetic that just feels a little bit off. A lot of it just feels a little bit off at the very start. And things, as stories progress, get gradually and gradually more weird and disturbing until climaxing with fucking awful, disturbing, this is, I hate this imagery. And it's great. I I think for people who really like that kind of stuff, who, who are big horror fans and like disturbing imagery, you're gonna you're gonna love his work. And I think because of that, it should translate well to other media. The anime was a mess because of budgetary issues. Uh, it, it just seemed like it was not given to the right team. Well, World of Horror. You've got that aesthetic, black and white, art style, and this disturbing imagery. All in this kind of choose-your-own-adventure wrapping with a very, very busy UI that you navigate with an on-screen cursor. So I would 100% say anyone interested in checking this out should play it on PC. Because while you, it, it works fine with the gamepad, it's not the most ideal way to control it. And you can't use the touchpad to... I thought, oh, maybe I don't do games on PlayStation 5. Let's use the touchpad to move on-screen cursors. Maybe some do. This does not. I also think, while it would be much better on PC, if there is or a, a mobile version is planned iPad would be the best way to play this. I would love to play this on iPad because I think the bite-sized nature of it and the UI navigating it, using it, would be so much better with touch controls. But ignoring all that, it is a very RNG-based experience where you have a few shorter tutorial-ish get accustomed to how everything works stories you can follow or then just a quick match a a quick playthrough that'll take you an hour or two to get through roughly the tutorial the first one that just gives you a bearing of of how everything works will take you 15 minutes 10 to 15 minutes probably I, i think i finished it in 13 that 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 particular story arc the scissor lady or whatever it was 
The problem I had with it was the UI is just so busy and I don't like navigating with the controller all that much. And then the actual act of playing the game of doing this choose your own adventure thing, clicking around and going into combat, which is more complex than I feel like it needs to be with a whole bunch of different submenus and so many actions you can perform, which may sound nice to have a lot of options. I thought it was just more than it needed. It just didn't come together. It didn't click for me. And it bummed me out because I, I, I like a lot of what it's doing. But again, it was just a very style over substance experience for me that I wanted to like a lot more. But I'm going to play some more, see if my feelings change. But again, very RNG based. So you can have runs where everything is just not going in your favor. You die real quick. And thankfully, given its short nature, starting a new game isn't a big problem. But it can be frustrating if you have a few of those back to back to back. And you're, you're feeling pretty defeated. Not just in the game, but in life, because this game won't fucking give you a goddamn break. Just fucking leave me alone, teacher. Stop. I'm trying to get away from you. And you keep winning the fucking RNG roll, you fucking piece of crap. But that's World of Horror. Kingpin Reloaded is a... Remaster of an old 3D realm shooter that I'm curious if the original game is good because this is not good. It's not a night dive joint. Maybe it should have been. But one, you can switch between the classic visuals and the new fancy schmancy visuals with lighting effects and all that and I think the original game was called Kingpin Life of Crime or something along those lines which is also available on Steam and GOG you can get that original version but I don't have that I can't check it myself one of the most noticeable and weirdest things about the game is that the character models regardless of which version you're looking at original visuals or remastered visuals, which makes me wonder, is this something that was always in the game or are the original visuals also compromised? But all the character models have this weird distortion like you're looking at them underwater. They're constantly moving and just warbling around in a way that is very, very distracting and super unpleasant to look at. You don't notice as, notice, as, notice it as much in game when you're fighting enemies because you're busy trying to kill them unless you are interacting with NPCs that you're just tra- talking to. But whenever cutscenes happen, that 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 makes it very very noticeable and it looks terrible it looks awful 
the initial load time to get into the game, not launch the main menu, but to, to start a game or load your save, takes basically, it's give or take a few seconds or fractions of a second a minute, which is insane. It's insane for the game to take that long to load. I don't know what's going on. It feels oddly better on a controller than a mouse and keyboard, I found. Though, and I'm sure I could go into the menus to turn this off, it seemed like there was pretty aggressive auto-aiming when using controller. And by auto-aiming, I mean a, a pretty strong lock-on, which is part of the, or one of the main features in the game is being able to recruit NPCs and have them work for you and, and fight alongside you. But when you are fighting and they're there with you, if you're shooting someone and they're right next to them and you, you've, you've killed them, but you're still shooting, you will move over. Your gun will automatically, if they're close enough, lock on to one of your buddies. You shoot them once, that's it. Relationship over, they're fucking coming for you. $50 down, $50 down the drain. Fuck, don't hire anyone if you're using a controller because you're just going to accidentally shoot them. It's just, it, it's inevitable. Don't do it. But I'm, I'm curious. I would really like to try the, the original version because ignoring the fact that the controls don't feel the best, the visuals are varying degrees of okay to awful. I don't particularly enjoy the game from a design standpoint. I don't really see what is special about this. I read some reviews of people saying, man, this is... And, and for the record, this version of the game on Steam, mostly negative reviews. So this is a, me not liking a game that everyone else likes. This, this remaster is clearly not liked amongst original fans and newcomers alike, presumably, uh, unless it's all original fans. But I see a lot of praise and love for the original version and talk about how this is not, this does not do it a uh, service. This is doing the game a disservice. So I would like to try that out, see what that's like, compare, contrast. Because this has definitely not made me want to keep playing this game and it doesn't make me see what is so special about this and why it even got the remaster. In the, uh, in the first place. That is Kingpin Reloaded, though. Next up is Jean Yon Sword Miss Beyond the Mountains, which is a remaster of the 1999 game uh, called Jean Yon Sword 3, which I apologize for pronunciation, which is surely horrible. This is a classic turn-based RPG a la games from the 16-bit era and, and whatnot that is pretty not great in terms of this remaster. 
I struggled in trying to find footage of the original version because I wanted to see what that was like. This, though, visually, when not moving and, and in the in-game world, doesn't look too bad. When you're running around the world, your run animation and the sound that goes along with it, a little bit weird looking. In combat, completely different aesthetic and art style that I kind of like and don't like at the same time. Weird. But none of that matters because the localization is fucking atrocious. Right from the... And it doesn't matter about any grammatical errors, punctuation errors that exist, which do exist. Those I can overlook. Those, whatever. That happens. Okay. But the actual translation into English, the localization is confusing and it feels like as I was reading it like it was this feels like a fan translation by a 14 to 16 year old in the 80s and that's not good that's not that's not a good thing it's just a fucking mess it's a fucking mess And whether there's a good story there or not, I have no idea. And given that this is a a story, these games are all about the story, unless you really, 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 really like the combat, which here it seemed pretty straightforward and also incredibly easy. I had not sure I'm very early on, but there was not a single bit of challenge in any of the combat scenarios I've experienced up until the point I decided I've had enough of this. But it, it, it doesn't matter because the the main driving force of the story is so poorly handled that I don't I don't see any reason in giving it any more of my time. Because I, I I can tell that it's not gonna it suddenly changed. It's not gonna go from this mess to perfect localization or anything. So that, that's a bit of a bummer. And that is again, Jean Yon Sword, Miss Beyond the Mountains. An Evil Nun, The Broken Mask, is a first-person hide-and-seek game, which is what I call these. I don't like to call them survival horror games, where you're in this school I guess but you're in sort of a dormitory and you're trying to escape while this evil nun with a sledgehammer I think it's a sledgehammer roams the hallways and when she finds you she'll kill you smash you and then you'll wake up the next day in your room a few more lines on the chalkboard there Apparently, maybe something special happens if you use famous streamers' names. It tells you, hey, why don't you try entering your favorite streamer's name? I don't know anyone. I'm not going to write Ninja's name because fuck that shit. So I don't know what could or could not have happened there. I'm not a huge fan of these games. 
However, I appreciate the fact that, and it seems like it's been a while since I have played a game like this with such a difficulty option. There is a ghost difficulty option, which essentially is safe mode, where the nun can't see you or hear you, and you can just freely explore and solve the basic puzzles like finding fuses to open a gate to, to get electricity to a gate so you can open it and get to the next area and that's nice but then again that takes away a lot of the reason why most people play these games and safe modes safe modes are nice to have but unless you have a story that's interesting and engaging and you care about when you when you take away the survival and the horror and the the scary aspect of a game what really is the point you're you're, you're not you're not going to have great puzzles to solve so nice nice that's there but as i turn it on when i was done playing it normally and having the nun kill me i was very very bored but then what really made me stop playing is that and this is probably just my fault because I'm a fucking idiot and I'm the kind of person who's going to do this shit but also did you you tell me nobody tried this before I had a a cookie box I needed to open I had to drop it from a high height I wasn't sure what the high height they wanted me to drop it from they said the highest height and I thought I know a pretty high height so I went over here through this window and dropped it to the ground but I dropped it in an area I can't access and the cookie box won't reset anywhere so it's just it's just in this area I can't access so I'm fucking I have to start all over I'm not starting all over because it's not it's not good enough to, to be worth the time but if you're a fan of games where some kind of monster chases you and you have to escape and you do a lot of hiding and ducking and crawling, sure, why not? It's fine, I guess. That's Evil Nun, The Broken Mask. I've been sick for like most of this past week. Cut me a break. Next up is Low Story. This is a game that turned me off immediately by having a main character who's basically so much of a ripoff of Sackboy that it wouldn't be much of a stretch to think they just took the character model and put it into their game. It's that fucking egregious. And they try to hide it after you already could see it clearly free outfit change by putting a little cowboy hat and a bandana around their face now they're cowboy yeehaw but it's just fucking sackboy and it's it's just fucking make up your own fucking character come on come on so that turned me off almost immediately and then I started playing the game and it wasn't a good game either. So it's like, okay, great. I don't have to feel bad about not liking your game because you just stole this design. 
you couldn't even do it in a game that's fun to play. It's it's a side-scrolling action platformer. You got a gun. You shoot enemies as they're coming at you. Aim with the right analog stick. Doesn't feel all that great. Jump doesn't feel all that good. Weird kind of double jump that is just... It's not a double jump in the sense that you jump and then you jump. You're higher and you get a little apex. It's more of a... If you're jumping forward, you get a little push in the back that lets you... It, it increases the length of your jump more so than the height. Which is weird. A little weird. Your, your height maybe goes up a 10% of a 10% higher. It's not, it's not significant, but it's not a, a good action platformer. So change your character, change the design of your character right now. Then there's Teosita plus Astigma. Again, pronunciation, who knows? This is a, an odd pairing. Teosita is a kind of interesting 2D platforming puzzler where you're able to drop three base or it's got a bit of a satanic nature to it aesthetically, style wise. So you're dropping these kind of disturbing head things but just think of it as dropping three balls in a space that allow you to open doors to get to the next level you drop these on designated spaces that need something in front of them to activate them or to flip switches open up pathways and so on and so forth and it it's it's all right it's it's of the games we played relatively engaging enjoyable enough simple enough level short enough that it was very easy to want to keep completing another level and another level so I had that that one part of puzzle games that's important for me which is I can, I can do one more I can do one more was I super enjoying it not particularly but it had enough of the pieces that made it very easy to just keep Plane. And once you turn off all the post-processing effects, it is much more pleasant to look at. If you don't turn those off, it looks fucking awful. It is just fucking drowning you in CRT filter, scan lines, VHS effect, this effect, that effect. What the fuck? It's just a nightmare, which is the same in, what was it, Stigmata? Not Stigmata, this isn't a movie star in fucking picture shark head or whoever the hell it was a stigma in that game the gameplay is you're a fucking flat a fat sluggy nasty thing and you want to put your character over all the spaces in a designated area cover them all by walking over them by sludging over them you can only go over them twice so you can go over the same space twice, but once you do it a second time, then you can't go on that space again, so you can lock yourself out. But you're just trying to cover all the spaces. And levels will have things and, and obstacles and, and ways, hazards that are trying to kill you. 
that you have to worry about. But the issue with that is that there is this weird effect that just sort of makes the whole thing look like it's vibrating, the whole screen look like it's vibrating. And it, it, it fucking, it's, it's hard. It's, it's awful. It's awful and you can't turn it off. Unlike, it, it seems like the Teosita, is that what it was? Yeah, it seems like Teosita's the main game and then they just threw a stigma in in the in the pot because they knew they couldn't release that game on its own. So hey, we've got this decent puzzle game, Teosita, but then there's we don't know what to do with a stigma. So why don't we just put them together? And now it's like, oh my, you're getting two games for the price of one. Except this one game, <laughs> you don't you don't want to play. But if the the Teosita game sounds interesting to you, still worth picking up because I think this is a five dollar game or so. And that alone, that, that game alone, is enjoyable. I like that game. The stigma is just, it's there. And that's, it's, it's, it's there. It's there. That is, again, Teosita plus the stigma. Then Hidden Shapes, Cat Realm plus Trick or Tree, <laughs> Trick or Cats. These are both the same game with two different themes where you're just rotating pieces around to complete puzzles. So you'll have a scrambled board, then you're just rotating the pieces until you get them all aligned so that you see the finished puzzle, the, the finished image. Then you get a nice little like, ooh, you finish the puzzle. Move on to the next puzzle. That's all it is. They're both the same gameplay. Again, just different themes. Fine. Nothing particularly special. And the, and the art that you're actually seeing is sort of a neon it's not you're not getting great art to look at it's pretty simple line work on a black background not not particular you don't feel particularly rewarded for completing the puzzles you're just okay on to the next one fine then the last game is gourmet wars which is an old school beat em up that Fighting against regular enemies, incredibly easy. Then I got to the boss, super fucking cheap, and I hated it. You're picking up food along the way, and I guess there's a part, I would assume I would have, if I got past the boss, but I died twice to them, and I said to myself, I don't want to, because you don't have any continues. You just have your one life, and when you die, you die. Start over from the latest checkpoint, the latest area. Bought the boss twice, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like this. this. This dude is cheap as hell. And they have one attack where they just grab me and they fucking take off about two-thirds of my health. Fucking bullshit. Especially when the rest of the game was so fucking stupid easy, I didn't have to think about what I was doing. But I guess there's an aspect of it where the food you're collecting, you can cook it in between levels. That could be interesting. But the actual gameplay, the beat-em-up action is very simple. Not a lot of depth to it. You just have your basic attack, your jump, and you could taunt. No special attack. Nothing. Maybe a special attack you get with the cooking things, but you just have your regular attack. And that's it. You can dash, double tapping, jump, grab somebody if you walk into them. Pretty straightforward. But that is, uh, again, Gourmet Warriors, and that will do it 
for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you enjoy this here show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash PXS to support me and my nonsense that way. I updated the tiers a little bit, simplified them, made it so that those in the the mid-tier can get access to the private Discord channel. They just don't get access to the Q&A or any of that stuff. So there's that. But if you enjoy any of this stuff, go ahead and check that out. See if anything appeals to you. And yeah, in addition to the Patreon, you can get links to the site, the YouTube, the Discord, and so much more over at pxsausage.com that is again pxsausage.com but that will do it for this episode as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoy this here episode and i hope you have both a wonderful rest of your day a lovely rest of your week and a wonderful weekend but for now adios arrivederci bye